Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now in praying, going through this, I can't say that it's changed anything that I desire to minister or preach to you. We're just going to kind of stay in the same vein except for this. I felt in my spirit to go back and begin to just some of the very, what I would call, uh, basics of the Word of God, which will get you through this situation in a position of blessing, where this thing will not, let, let, let's put it this way, this thing will not affect you, uh, but you will have an effect on it. Uh, it will not intimidate you, you will intimidate it. It will not cause you to have fear, you'll rise up in faith. And these are just some of the basic tenets of faith that we practice every day, but sometimes we need to be refreshed of them. Now we know that the Word of God operates through the heart or the faith of the believer. We've been teaching on the heart. This is our second time we've done a series on the heart in the last three years. Now, we know very plainly in the Word of God that to be saved, to receive salvation, people sometimes don't even say, Pastor, I really don't even understand the concept of that. It's really very simple. Salvation, being saved, being born, to, born again, the new birth, all of these terms come from the Bible. Uh, they were not made up by men. God gave us these terms by the, by the Holy Ghost. The, uh, the Word of God, the Bible says, is breathed by God. So it's the inspiration of God that we've received instruction by Him. We know historically in the Word of God, the story of man and mankind and God's interaction with Him upon the earth, how that man was created by God so that God would have a, a family to fellowship with. Uh, man was given dominion over the earth. He was given dominion over everything in this earthly realm, in this cosmos, this sphere, this government of the earth. Mankind was given the dominion of that. Then in the garden, a sinister plot was played out. We don't know all of, the, all of the particulars of how it happened, but we know an illegal entity entered illegally into the garden with a lie. Uh, that lie was propagated upon humanity. Humanity bought into it, and Adam, uh, the first man uh, created by God, committed the act of high treason. He gave his dominion. He gave his authority. He gave his power over to the devil, to an evil force. Mankind fell and took on the very nature of the entity that had lied to them. Into mankind, the Bible actually calls it man's condition in Adam, about how this great force of iniquity entered into man, and man became very unrestrained in breaking the laws of God. That's called sin. Well, uh, you know, because of that, spiritual death took place. Death means separation when it comes to the human experience. Man was separated from God. Adam and the woman Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. They were no longer uh, 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 allowed to eat from the tree of, the, uh, uh, of life because they, have, they had eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So mankind became separated from God. Actually, we can say it like this according to biblical terms, spiritually dead. But thank God He had a plan. A plan of redemption to get man back. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and through the great covenants of the Old Testament and the great kings of the nation of Israel, out of one king, David, out of his lineage, came the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Just like Adam was the prototype or the master copy for humanity, he became flawed, so God needed a brand new copy, a brand new, how can I say it, prototype that would not be inhibited by that great chasm that was in between God and man which iniquity and sin had formed, spiritual death. 
Jesus came. He showed us the very nature and love of God. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He spoke God's word. He manifested God's love. Then He offered Himself as a sacrifice through crucifixion. Died upon the cross and rose again, overcoming, the Bible says, death, hell, and the grave. Wow, what a powerful thing. Then He gave us access by faith into that redemptive work. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. You'll be saved. You'll be born again. You'll be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now it's this simple. It's really this simple. You're born onto the earth the first time. It's a physical birth. It puts you opposite of God. It puts you out of fellowship with God. Then by choice, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You experience not your first birth, but what the Bible calls a new birth. You leave the human family, you come into God's family, and you become born again. Now let me just say this, because we're going to begin to see some things, and we're already seeing them. If we don't see them immediately in the next few weeks, it'll come in our lifetime in which certain laws are going to be set aside for the protection of society, governmental control. I don't know why they do what they do, how they do what they do. But here's the reality of it. Because you're born again and you're in the kingdom of God, there's a whole another set of laws that operate because of your connection to God. These are the laws or the keys of the kingdom of God. Actually, we call it this, living by faith. By the faith of the Son of God, that which God has imparted into us through His Word so that we might walk in faith toward Him. Let me just say this. Faith obtained for you salvation. The Bible says it's with the heart man believeth, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. When you believed in your heart, when you confessed with your mouth, you obtained something provided 2,000 years ago. The Bible says, as we have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. How did we receive Him? How did we get out of the human family into God's family? How did we obtain this wonderful salvation God has blessed humanity with through His Son Jesus? We did it like this. We believed in our heart. We confessed with our mouth. Now everything we get from God, it is that simple. This law works. It is a law that God has put into His kingdom. It is actually a law that God has put into humanity because it works in humanity, but it works on the negative side. You always notice the negative things that are said, the negative things that people act on. These are not, well, pastor, you're just, you know, the difference between the negative and the positive. No, it's the difference between the curse that's on the human family and the blessing that's upon God's family. And you appropriate that blessing by what you continually believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. This is your life and your lifestyle of faith. Now, we know faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. The simplicity of how you get this faith... I thank God He made it so simple. If we literally read the Word, meditate upon the Word, confess the Word, have the Word preached and ministered to us, faith comes. I'm amazed at, at how faith comes. In the, in the quietness of my own uh, Bible study many times, uh, I'll be listening to a sermon or a message a friend of mine has, has taught or preached as I watch their broadcast. Uh, 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 maybe the, the older broadcast of some of the men of faith that I follow after, uh, uh, just confessing the Word. There's been times where I, I really didn't have a handle on what I was confessing, but I just kept speaking it and speaking it, and as I thanked God for it and spoke the Word, revelation knowledge come. I had understanding. 
God wants you to continually interact with His Word because His Word is life. His Word is life. Uh, excuse me. His Word is life. His Word is light. And His Word carries His provision into our life. Now, I wanted to focus this morning on the doctrine of speaking or confessing the Word of God. I've never seen more... I don't know. We could come up with certain doctrines that I guess over the years we've seen much opposition to, uh, you know, once people are born again, that, you know, there's the, uh, the availability of all the blessings of God, the baptism and the Holy Ghost, healing, deliverance, uh, renewing your mind with the Word of God, finding out who you are in Christ, finding your place in a church or in the body, all these wonderful doctrines. But listen, this doctrine of confession has been so opposed. Listen, and if you're watching this broadcast today, maybe you just found us on the internet or something, and you're one of those that have been really adamant. You know, that name it and claim it, that blab it and grab Those people don't know what they're talking about. Maybe you need to stop for a moment and listen to what we're really talking about. We're not talking about just confessing for a Cadillac or a Rolex. We're not talking about just confessing for money or some, something that would give us pleasure. We're talking about an affirmation through the Word of God, of that which we believe, and a continual affirmation of that that keeps our faith built up. I like to say it like this. It is faith's confession that we walk in every day. It's what we believe in our heart. It's what we confess with our mouth. And what we do on a continual basis that renews our mind, forms that which we see and say, and causes the provision of God to flow in our life. So much of this confession message. It's just been misunderstood. You must have confession. It works throughout all of humanity. Everybody is saying something that is relevant to their life. And listen, you can change your life by changing your words. Let me say, I came out of a lifestyle of drugs. I came out of a lifestyle of hate and prejudice and violence and, and, and crime. And my words lined up with that. But when I got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, begin to serve God, my words changed. And as my words changed, my life changed. As my words changed, I begin to see uh, 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 who I was in Christ by what I was saying. I begin to say daily, I'm a new creature in Christ. I begin to say, I'm the righteousness of God. That's another area. People get all upset because someone would say they're the righteousness of God in Christ. But the Bible says, He that knew no sin was made sin on our behalf, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. All we're doing is saying that. The word confession literally means to say the same thing as. And the doctrine of confession is to say the same thing as the Word of God says. So, so today, just in its simplicity of speaking the Word of God, for Island Church and for all that are listening to us uh, over the live stream today, I'm going to give you just three scriptures I want you, as a believer, to begin to confess over yourself every day. If you're not doing it, begin to do it now. Leah has brought some other translations for that. You can look in your own translations, do your own search, and find the one that is comfortable for you. But I guarantee you, if you'll begin to speak these words, they will begin to have an effect. The Word of God, its power is released when acted on by faith. There are many principles to faith being acted on, but the primary action of faith is the confession of it by your mouth. First scripture is going to be 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Let me get over to it in my Bible. Very familiar portion of scripture. I'll read it, then I'll, I'll let Pastor Leah read it in her translations. Verse 7 of 2 Timothy chapter 1. For God hath not given us 
a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Go ahead. Now, in the Amplified, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Amen. I like that. That's yes. good. Amen. Saying this scripture every day. Now, we've talked to people and ministered to people many times over the years having problems with their mind. Depression, fear, anxiety of all kinds, trying to, uh, uh, trying to get a hold of them. And this is the primary scripture that we minister to people and we tell them, you have to begin to say this. You have to begin to speak this over your own mind. And believing it in your heart and in speaking it with your mouth, you're going to activate its power. I guarantee you, if you'll begin to say every day, get up in the morning and begin to say, thank you, Father. You've not given me a spirit of fear. You've given me a spirit of power. You've given me a spirit of love. You've given me a sound mind. Listen, uh, no matter which direction this situation that we're all involved in goes. You're going to need a sound mind to navigate it. You can't navigate it in fear. But God has given you a spirit of calm delight. That peace of God. God has given you that love in your heart. God is, listen, every bit of power available to you in the Word of God is released by what you say. Go ahead and begin to speak that. And listen, Maybe you're a family, maybe a, a mom and a dad and, a, and some kids. Get your kids, get your wife and your, and your husband. Get together. Say it together. Say, thank you, God. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Then begin to declare its power. Begin to say, thank you, Lord. No matter what happens, I'm not going to be in fear. Thank you, Lord. No matter what happens, I'm not going to be intimidated. No matter what, is, what happens on this earth. And if you'll do that, the power of that word will manifest in your life. And I guarantee you, you'll be glad you did it in Jesus' name. The second one I like, Hebrews 13, verse 5. I'll read the scripture here in the, in the uh, King James and let Pastor Leah read it in her favorite translation there. Let me find it here. Verse 5, it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I love this, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I like this in the Amplified. It says, Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not, not in any degree, leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. powerful. Three times. I will not. I will, I will not, not, not. I will not. I will not. That's Jesus speaking to you. That's the Word of God to you. That He will never leave you nor forsake. Listen, begin to say that. Begin to speak that over yourself. Maybe lift your hands in your prayer time, and your study, your worship, and just thank God. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. Listen, over my life of ministry, the past many years that I've been preaching, there have been times where I was, it was almost a tangible connection. I don't know how to say it. I've never had a vision where I have seen Jesus or or anything like that. But I have sensed His presence on such levels 
that, that uh, you know, just, I don't know how to describe it. You, you have to experience it. And that's one thing good about the gospel we preach. Not only can you hear the proclamation, but there can be a demonstration of it in your life. You can experience the things of God. And there's been times where I just, I so sensed His presence. And just, and it was those times I was isolated, I was alone, uh, times out on the missions field, uh, what, Leah was not with me, uh, many weeks going by uh, uh, out preaching and ministering the gospel. And although you're with crowds, you're with other ministers, there are times you just, you know, you're in hotel rooms, you're, you're, some of them are just grand hotel rooms, some of them are just, you know, barely get along uh, hotel rooms in third world countries. But whatever it is, uh, there's always a, a feeling of isolation that your adversary wants to, uh, uh, wants to put upon you. And, you know, I know this situation and circumstance. I mean, they are, there is more and more what I would call uh, uh, isolation. They want us isolated. They don't want us spreading things one to another. They don't want, uh, you know, and I don't know how much more isolation they're going to do. I don't know. But I don't care how alone you may feel. I don't care what happens in this entire situation. You find yourself in a place of being isolated, separated, does not matter. That one verse right there, I will never leave thee or forsake thee. Man, meditate on that in the Amplified Bible. I will not, I will not, I will not. I will not abandon you. I will not let you go. You know, it says over in, where is it, uh, Isaiah uh, 43. It says, I will hold your right hand, saying, fear not, for I am with thee. You say, well, pastor, it's just, isn't it just kind of a concept? Isn't it just, you know, aren't, isn't it just kind of a religious idea that he is? No, he is with us. He is with us. He is with us through the Word. He is with us by the Spirit. Never has there been a dispensation on the earth in which God is so close to man. He is in them through the power of the Holy Ghost because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the third one we want to share with you is in Psalms 91. And let me, let me exhort you over Psalms 91. I went and began to think about some things that went on in ministry over the years and there was a period of time there in the, oh, I don't know, the, the mid to late 90s in which there was a great emphasis being put on Psalms 91. We actually preached in a church, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's in Brownwood, Texas. A wonderful pastor's wife wrote a book on Psalms 91. I'll have to uh, go in my library, find that book, see if I can find out wh wh where it is. But it was just a great book. And I think we brought a bunch of them to the church and read them. And, and, and I, I think I did two or three revival meetings in that church. I'll never forget, I was thinking this morning, I had forgot all about that. But Leah went with me one time and forgot her dress. <laughs> and we had to go to Walmart and buy Leah a dress. And it was about a half size too big. Much, yes. And she looked like... <laughs> The poor preacher's wife. I never felt so sorry for poor Leah because she's not the poor preacher's wife. She's got all kinds of beautiful clothes and wonderful jewelry. But not that day. She looked a little, little baggy, a little saggy. But thank God we got through it and the blessings of God were there. But listen, Psalms 91 has been a standard. Now I've heard people argue, well, that's under the old covenant. Always remember the Bible says all the promises of God are in Him, yea, and in Him, amen, to the glory of God by us. Now, I watched a deal, oh, I don't know, it was yesterday, day before, they were showing how to clean and disinfect surfaces. You know, they were using these uh, Lysol products and all these, they said, well, these kill the germs, but you got to clean it this way, you got to clean it that way. And they were using that as a preventative. Now, I'd like to say this, stronger than Lysol, stronger than any other cleaner in the natural, 
is Psalms 91. If you will begin, I, I, listen, if I were you, I would, just, I would just get up in your, after this live stream is over, open my Bible and read Psalms 91 over my house. I'd get up and do it every day. Uh, listen, one of the great testimonies of Psalms 91 actually happened when we, were, when we were kids going to church in Pasadena, Brother Sister Goodwin's church. Brother and Sister Goodwin had been blessed with a new parsonage, really a nice house. It was built for them really, really nice. And one thing that was, was unique about that area, a lot of that old uh, cat, land for cattle and things were kind of being turned into neighborhoods in that Houston, Pasadena, South Houston area. And this was a big, oh, kind of a wilderness area that had been taken over. They were building new homes there. And there was just, just horrible plagues of mosquitoes at certain times of the year. And Brother Goodwin so loved to go out on his porch and meditate on the Word and watch the sunset and worship God. So he just, several times, he got driven off of his back porch uh, by the mosquitoes. Well, he just got fed up, fed up enough with that to, to get out there and get the Word of God put on it. So he took the Bible... And he went out there and he read Psalms 91 and he got to the part where we're going to get to this uh, here in a minute where it says, neither should any plague come nigh your dwelling place. And he just, with that open Bible, spoke to those mosquitoes and said, now you're a plague that is keeping me from enjoying that which God has given me and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And he said, they never had another mosquito on that porch. <laughs> now listen, you can't go out there and try that because it won't work. You've got to have that type of faith in your heart, but God will give you that faith through the Scripture. Psalms 91, let me find it here. Glory to God. And verse 10 is what it is. It says it like this, and I'm keeping this very simple. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling place. No, let me read it again. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Pastor Leah, go ahead. I want to read it in... Three translations. First one is in the New Living Translation. It says, No evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. Amplified says, There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. Passion Bible says, We will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Amen. That's the one I was looking for. That's right. Somebody said, well, pastor, is there a specific uh, scripture that we can put on this disease? Yes, we can. Right here in Psalms 91. And the Passion Translation, it says, or disease infect us. That's the plague. That's the thing that the enemy has put on this earth to try to get the disease, the sickness, all fear, everything that comes with it, the financial destruction. Thank God we can be free from every bit of it. So in your confession." As you speak the word of God this week, be sure and speak. 1 Timothy 1 verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Hebrews 13 5, Jesus said, He will never leave us, He will never forsake us. Psalms 91 10, Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling place. There shall no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling place. Passion Bible, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? So here's you that attend Island Church regularly. You know that over the years, actually, I guess since we've been in this building for sure, maybe even before that, every year at a particular time when they begin to announce the, uh, the, the, the flu season has arrived. We always tell people we don't believe in flu season. We believe in duck season. We believe in deer season. Uh, we don't believe in flu season. 
So we would always have the church stand and we would take our flu shots. And I guarantee you, if you were to do an in inventory of the church, do a survey of the church, you would find family after family, person after person, who for many, many years have not had the flu. Now let me say this. This will help you understand it. You say, well, does that mean nobody ever had the flu? No, it means there were people that were tempted with it. But through their confession of faith, they drove it out of their body. They didn't suffer, <coughs> excuse me, the full effects of it. Talked to one individual. He said it was about uh, an 18-hour thing and, and was totally delivered. I know two different times this past year, I could feel the symptoms of flu virus coming upon me. And I guarantee you, I begin immediately to worship God. I begin to immediately to make my confession of healing. I begin to speak to that flu. And literally both times that it happened to me, within the period of, a, I would say, 15 to 35 minutes at the most, all of those symptoms stopped and I never had the flu. Now listen, I'm going to do the same thing today with the coronavirus. Right there in your home, right there where you're at, we're going to speak the Word of God over the coronavirus. You say, now, now does that really do any good? Now let me just tell you this. Philippians chapter 2 says that God has given Jesus a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee must bow of things of heaven, earth, and under the earth. Every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is God, is, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now listen, when we speak the word, we activate it. Yes, speaking that word can drive out the symptoms, and it can also cocoon you, vaccinate you, keep you from getting it. That constant confession. Listen, it's doing two things. It's creating a great resistance in you. You know, I thank God for the, for the what do we call it, the immune system that God has put into every human body. I want to tell you, you got a system in you that's stronger than your immune system, and that is your belief system. And that belief system can be activated this coronavirus, maybe you've been diagnosed with something recently. Maybe you're going, uh, maybe you're fighting a, 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 a cancer. Maybe you're fighting a, 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 you know, diabetes or arthritis or some, some, some disease you've been dealing with for a long time. Listen, continue to speak that word. So what I'm going to do is this. Leah's got her mic. I'm going to lead everybody out there in a confession of healing over the coronavirus. We're going to name it by name. We're going to speak the word of God. And we're going to believe we receive that which we need to withstand this situation in Jesus' name. Are you ready? Are you ready, Pastor Lee? Here we go. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. I am the healed of God. I am the healed according of God. According to Scripture, according to Scripture, Jesus, Jesus was wounded for my transgression. Was wounded for my Bruised for my iniquity. Bruised for my Chastisement of my peace. Chastisement of was my upon peace him. was upon him. By his, stripes, By his stripes, I am healed. I am healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You bless my bread. You bless my you bread. Bless my water. You bless my water. You take all you sickness, take all sickness and, all symptoms and all symptoms from the midst of me. From the midst of me. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Oh my soul. All that is within all me. All that is within Bless me. his holy name. Bless his holy bless name. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Oh my soul. I forget not. I forget not. His benefits. His benefits. He forgiveth. He forgiveth all my iniquity. All my iniquity. He healeth. He heals all my disease. All my disease. He redeems my life. He redeems from my destruction. life from destruction. He crowns me. He crowns with me loving kindness with loving kindness and tender mercy. And tender mercy. So that my youth so that my is youth renewed like an eagle. Is renewed like I am eagle. delivered. I am delivered from the power of darkness. From the power translated of darkness. Translated into the kingdom into the kingdom of His dear Son. Of his dear Son. God has not given me. God has not a given spirit me of fear, a spirit of fear, but of power, but of power, of love, of love, and a sound. 
sound mind. mind. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That the law, that the law of the Spirit of, of, life, the Spirit of life in Christ, in Christ sets, me, sets free me free from the law, from the law of, sin and death. of sin and death. And the same Spirit, the same spirit that, raised Christ that raised Christ from the dead, from the dead it, quickens, it quickens, it makes alive, it makes alive my, mortal body. my mortal body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You never leave me. You never, leave you never me. forsake me. You never forsake me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No evil befalls me. No evil No plague me. comes near no my dwelling place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, give your angels, you, give your you give your angels. You give your angels charge over, charge me. over me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. With long With life, long life, long life, strength and health. Strength and health. I overcome. I overcome. I see your salvation. I see your salvation in my life. In my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In this situation. In this situation. Through this situation. Through this situation. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. More than a conquer. More than a conqueror. Greater is He. Greater is that He. That is in me. That is in me. Than He. Than He. That is in the that earth. That is in the earth. Amen. 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 I guarantee you. Every time I say that, you can just feel the energy of that word pulsing through your body and pulsing through your life. So much is being said. So much is being said. Now listen, I know we're going to talk. We're going to text. We're going to email. I'm, I'm talking about just our everyday life with one another. What do you think about this? What do you think? It, it, listen, it's not wrong to talk about what's going on. You know, People would say something. People say, oh, don't, don't say that. Listen, it's okay to talk about what's going on. It may need to be talked about. But in the meantime, we are not going to compromise the confession of our faith. Jesus is the high priest, according to Hebrews, of our confession. I can just see him right now presenting to the Father all these words rising up from the earth. All of the words that he is, for he is the word of God. And he's looking at the Father. And he's saying, Father, you said you watch over the word to perform it. You said heaven and earth could pass away, but your word will never pass away. Father, you said forever. Your word is settled in heaven. So we thank God that as His will is done in heaven, it's also done on the earth. And we go through this, we come out on the other side, and we see how blessed we really are. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, is that all we have for this morning? Let me remind you of our daily broadcast, our, our recordings that we're doing. I will do mainly the night recordings so that you will have about a... 15 to 20 minute teaching every night to help you, inspire you, inform you, help us navigate through this. Uh, not only that, don't forget our prayer harbors. We will have corporate prayer on Thursday night. We will tell you about it every day so there won't be any confusion of how we're doing that. So be sure and call in, sign up to come here to the church and pray with us to go to a prayer harbor and pray. And don't forget to touch somebody, three people, send a text, send a message, Somebody you know at the church, somebody you go to church with, a fellow brother, a fellow sister. They're at your home. Encourage your wife, encourage your husband, your children, your next door neighbor, somebody you work with. And if the opportunity presents itself, touch a stranger. Tell them that Jesus loves them. Tell them that God has a plan for their life. Tell them that Jesus is Lord. And as we close today, I want to take a moment. Just perchance, anybody may be watching it that does not know Jesus as Lord and Savior or that is out of fellowship with God and just needs to restore that fellowship. I'm going to pray. Pastor Lee is going to follow behind me as you would pray. I ask you just to open your mouth that right there where you are. Pray this prayer with me. Get born again. Get right with God. And if you're out there today and you're praying that prayer, you're getting right with God, contact us. Call the office. Send us an email, a text, something so that we know that you've made a decision to serve the Lord so that we can be praying for you. And when you get a chance, tune into our broadcast. And as soon as we can gather back together, come see us here at Island Church. We love you. 
All of Island Church family, we love you so much. We're so blessed to pastor you. What a privilege it is to be your pastors. What a great church we have. And what wonderful things we're going to see in the future. In Jesus' name. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, right now, right now, openly and publicly, openly and publicly, I confess, I confess, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You sent your Son Jesus. You sent your Son, born Jesus, of a virgin, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, died on the cross, rose from the dead, rose from the dead, did it all for me. You did it all for me. I believe it. I believe it. I receive it. I receive it. I confess it. I confess it. Areas of my life, areas of my life, do not please you. That do not please you. I confess it I confess to you, it to you and you alone and you alone thanking you thanking the you. blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus still on the mercy seat still on the mercy supplying seat, for me supplying the for mercy me, of God the mercy of God I declare I declare as I pray this prayer as I pray with this, this man with this man, over the internet over the internet I'm saved I'm saved born again born again restored to fellowship restored to fellowship Jesus is my Lord Jesus is heaven my Lord. is my home heaven is I'll my never home. be the same I'll never in be the Jesus same in Jesus name. you prayed that prayer we love you you're in the family of God now. There's a whole new set of laws that apply to your life. And I guarantee you, tune in and we'll teach you about them, how to walk this walk and see the blessings of God in your life. Well, let's pray and be dismissed. Remember, we're not surviving, we're thriving in the midst of all that's going on in this crazy world. Father, we thank you for Island Church. And as our tradition, we pray, thanking you, Father, for Psalms 91. Declaring no evil befalls us, no plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. Thank you, Father, that only with our eyes we behold and see the reward of the wicked. A thousand can fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand, but it will not come nigh us because of your goodness, your grace, and your mercy toward us. In Jesus' precious name. Lord, those that have to travel the airways, the seaways, the railways, the highways, your protection, your grace and blessing, be upon them in Jesus' name. We that return to the workforce tomorrow, thank you, Father, that we are protected. We're blessed. No evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. No, no, no accidents, trauma, terror of any kind whatsoever. We stand in authority. We bind that which is of Satan and of the devil. And we say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. We remind you of your defeat 2,000 years ago. And we say that you cannot inhibit or restrain the church in any way globally from doing that which God says to do in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you as we leave today that there's a greater door of utterance. We've prayed for it. You've given it to us. The times demand that we be witnesses, lights for you, Lord. So I pray for every person at Island Church this week will afford them an opportunity to touch that stranger, that person that is so afraid, that's so hurting, that wonders, are they going to die? Are they going to lose everything? What's going to happen to me? Well, the best thing that can happen to them is for them to get born again. Thank you for that door of utterance. Let us maximize the potential of what you've given us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that as we leave, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much, Father. We walk in love toward ourselves. Uh, thank you for the church. We love each other. Father, we know it's a different right now because we can't reach and hug and shake a hand and tell each other goodbye, have a good week. But we can say we love you in Jesus' name. So we leave here at Island Church today thanking you that we are the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. More than ever rejoicing that here at Island Church 
We're covered by the blood. Empowered by the word. Anointed by the Holy God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.